love the keyboards there, Dustin Grissom, there on the dock. On the dock.org, I love that song. These guys did such a great job. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're all about conversations. That'll propel your faith out of the shadows and into the deep. We want to get out there. Spotify, iTunes, those are audio, YouTube. You can watch us on TV. Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, SermonNet, also all other platforms. You can go find our archives on SermonNet. You can go back on YouTube and find them as well. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, Getter, or our social media partners. So you can tell us if you like Mother Beth's hair today, or if you want to have What's discussion. With the hair? What about your hair? My hair, my hair. I just got my hair cut. I have no hair. What about got, my hair? Well, your hair looks good. Yeah, let's yeah, Lucas. Hair. Lucas looks good. Lucas is in the house here. Well, we'll just introduce Lucas first. Lucas is in the house. Hello, it's hair. me. It's Lucas. I see the hair. You got pretty tight. You got yeah. your hair tight. My, mine's tight too. Yeah, I, I got my hair cut the same day you did. You did? We both yeah. got Where'd you mm-hmm. Where do you get yours cut? Oh, you know, Dustin Griffin. Dustin, Dustin cut your the, hair. I have a, the keys player. D- Dustin hasn't cut my... Oh, our key player cut your hair. Yeah. Well, you know, his brother, Jordan, the new the new senior pastor at West Monroe. Yep. Mm-hmm. He cut my hair uh, before, because Brent had to be gone. Uh, Brent was gone in February. And yeah. so he cut my hair last month. So he did okay. Yeah. Brent was able to fix it. <laughs> Brent's cut my hair for 14 years. So. Right. So he knows exactly. Yeah, he knows my hair ways. Yeah. He, he said, Somebody else been in your hair. Said, <laughs> it was another one of you, 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 you Pentecostals. So we, we've all got, what is the deal with all them? Cut, what is the deal with all them cutting hair? Uh, I really don't know. A lot actually. of them cut hair. Yeah, it's really interesting. Holy, holy hair cutters. Holy hair cutters. It is interesting. Because yeah. the beauty shop women aren't all holy beauty shop people, are they? No. No. No, we need the holy. Huh. Mother Beth's on the set too. Let me let me see if I think I've got your picture. I'll put your beautiful picture. No, you're, you're, no, no, it's us. I'll put us. Up. I've got you. Oh no, I've got your individual. No, I got it right here. Mother Beth. That's I don't right. like oh, either one of them. Mother Beth. <laughs> and we're in the house. We're ready to go. We're on our volume two psalm series, songs for the soul, message for the heart. On the dock, season two, digging deeper in the word series. We're on to Psalm forty. That is the sixth in our installment. We're doing. We're actually getting through this, guys. We're right. getting into it. I, 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 the, the truth is, I don't want to say I hate it because I didn't. I, as a young Christian, I didn't do Psalms. I, I didn't like them all the way to seminary. I went to seminary, Emory, and I just, you I just didn't, didn't understand. The I didn't value get it. I didn't get it. I mean, I got the basics and the, I like the information. Right. And they just seemed like, I mean, it looked like liturgy because I was, I was in the Methodist church. I was like, oh my gosh, okay. so. Because I knew it wasn't right, and I read them daily in my readings, I thought, i got to get a better appreciation. So I took a summer class on the Psalms from, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. It just dropped my mind, his name, Dr. Hayes. Uh, and he was good. He, he was like a rabbi. And he's the guy that told us we knew nothing about Jesus or the Bible. He said, I know more about Jesus than you, and I don't even believe in Jesus. I'm a rabbi. You know what I mean? <laughs> you guys are idiots. You know, he, he did the Old Testament class and he gave us trivial pursuit tests. So he gave us a real basic test, first day oh, of class. Gosh, first terrible. Basic class, first day thing. And there wasn't a person in the class, all these seminary students, I mean like 80 of us, we all failed the test. Oh, they were terrible. They they were just. He gave us the basic test. He said, horrendous. took it, we had to grade it, we switched it, and he asked where everybody's grades were. There wasn't a <laughs> single person that got, and, and there were people that have been Sunday school teachers, these are pastors, and it was just basic stuff. He would, you know, question like, who was the sixth king of Israel? Was it X, A, B, C, or D? X, A, B, C, oh, or D. it was bad, though. It was, it was, was yeah, every, and it, it was, was all very minute then, differences. Oh, my gosh, it was, it was so tough. You know, did this come before that, or was it this Yeah, one? I remember helping you study for oh, that. Gosh, it was oh. Trivia Pursuit. 
It was class, but he said, basically, you idiots don't know the Bible. He says, I need you to understand, as a Jewish boy, we've memorized the entire first five books of the Bible by the time we're 13. (laughs) Memorized. And then by the time we're 18, we've memorized the rest of the prophets, you know. And for those that become rabbis, they've now studied this and can read it back and forth. And they can actually read sentences backwards. You know, they're like, I'm thinking, golly, I can't quote the 23rd Psalms barely. Lucas, did you like the video I sent you about the guy that got hit so hard in football that <laughs> yes. he saw Jesus? Yeah. What was that one? He, he was well, Indian? The problem was he was Hindu. He's Hindu. He's not his heart. I saw the Jesus yeah. and I'm not even a Christian. Yeah. None of the Hindu gods showed up, but Jesus yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, Jesus did. I love that. I love that. So so I when I took this class, I, I it just unlocked them to me. I saw there's categories, there's reasons and the purpose. And I have to tell you, when I committed to preaching on them in volume one, I, I just wanted to get people to calibrate their hearts to what God's trying to do. And and the deeper I worked to study and not just to, to pass a test and to write, write on that class, but now to really get into the heart of David in it, I've just fallen in love with them at a whole new level and then volume two. And I, I haven't planned to do a volume three, but there will be a volume three because I've got some other Psalms I'd like to do. And it's just, I think it's good. And I got thinking, you know, maybe by the time this is done and my career's done and my, the Lord calls me home, I could have a volume 12 and I've covered most of them. So when we're done with this, we'll have done 10 plus seven. That's 17. There's 150 Psalms. We're just over 10% through. So we got room to, room to work on. But but they've been great. And a lot of these Psalms, some of these Psalms were three and four part series. Two, three, four. Because when I did them last time, the first time I got through most of them in one or two, this one I didn't even try. I couldn't even. I just, they, there's so much. I think they will really, when you get into them, if you listen to what we were talking about, these can begin to really enrich your daily growth plan with God. And it's the reason why David was a friend of God. It's so close to God. So this Psalm, Psalm 40, is the new song, Psalm. Let's get into that new Psalm song. And it's Psalm 40. Let's start by reading it. It's a tongue twister. I know. Let's try it. And um, we can do the. There's a song called New Wine by Hillsong that's out there. Psalm 40. Boy, Hillsong's just taking a beating right now, aren't they? Yep. I mean, they've just, everything about them, they're in the news, the pastors and what they've done and who they were paying and it doesn't change anything about the heart of the music no, and the, the heart of the worship and, and people. Are, I feel so bad. What a shame. I feel so bad for the people that have done so much for the world of worship and stuff through there. And, and, and then I and see sec- smart bad. news every day is telling you something else that they were doing and how they were exchanging this for that. And hundred thousand, I, I, the, that doesn't bother me as bad because it's big world, big stuff. But, but what bothers me is that, 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 that's what the world focuses on when they've done so much good music and stuff. And they've really done a good job with a lot of the Psalms. So, but, but that, yeah, that but it aside, taints the whole thing. It does. It tastes the whole thing, but we, we can't, and then everybody wonders, but you got to understand like David tainted God's relationship. We all taint it. It just get, you know, when you taint it, repent, get there's, back. God. There are mistakes. And then there's just, I know. just blatant, but you can't get to where they got without there's something being authentic at the beginning. Cause God blessed it. And then I think a lot of good people, it's like people going to the DC to be, a, a, a senator or a congressman, and they, they go and then they get corrupted. They get in they, out of them. The spine, yeah. yeah, it happens to the best of us. You, David, it happened to Solomon, it happens to kings. You know, you just get up there, and next thing you know, you're not listening to the counsel of God. And 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 right, we all need to make sure we get back to the heart of God. Yeah. So let's do that here. Psalm 40. We always start by reading verse 17. Uh, 17 verses, the longest psalm we've had. I think New King James Version. We're back in the New King James. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me. I love that. I, you wait, He inclined, He pushed toward Him. <coughs> excuse me and i heard my cry he also brought me up out of the horrible pit out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock 
and establish my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord, my God, uh, many, O Lord, our God, are your wonderful works which you have done and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. That's a lot. Sacrifice and offerings you did not desire. My ears you have opened, but burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Wow. Then I said, behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will. Oh my God. And your law is within my heart. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips. Let those lips go. I love that too. Oh Lord, you yourself know I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. We have a lot of people that hide it. Let it go. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly. Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Man, I love that. He's banked it out, and now he wants God to bank it back. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me, for innumerable evils have surrounded me. David's got a dark day here. My iniquities have overtaken me, so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Man, that's a lot. Therefore, my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion who seek to destroy my life. Let them be driven backwards and brought to dishonor who wish me evil. Let them be confounded because of their shame who say to me, aha, aha. It's basically Hebrew laughing. <laughs> Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. That aha, aha, you see it a few times in scriptures. It's just the way they laughed at each other, and it was a scoffing laugh. I love how he says in the middle of his pain there, the Lord be magnified. He looks back to God. And <laughs> don't delay, oh God, <laughs> I need your help now. We, I think we've all probably been there. Uh, this is a different psalm for us. All the psalms we've done so far have been check yourself out, get ready to get with God, get planted in the stream, um, set your feet on the rock. You know, this one is the, I need a new song. A new song implies that the old song's not been working. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you've been in some stuff. You, you've been doing some stuff. You've, you've got problems going on. This is a, a Psalm that is a, some people say it's a, um, it's a Psalm of David. So let me declare that again. Yep. It is a, it, it's a it's a weird psalm because it's both it starts real Thanksgiving and then David tells you all the garbage going on in his life and then in the end he kind of despite the garbage says Lord be magnified and Lord can you take care of this you know so yeah. it it starts off cool it gets very sad and then his hope comes back in the one that he loves most God so it's a victory filled sermon because there's victory this psalm is written out of a time of great victory in, in israel but the victory came at the ultimate cost for david but he sees the victory and in the end despite his personal loss he puts his trust in god in his greatest hour i'm going to explain it's a there's a coup d'etat that took place his son overthrew the kingdom 
Worst moment for a father is when a son. Well, I guess the son wants to not just disown you, dethrone you, but he wants to kill you. Sends his army after you. Sleeps with your your wives in public to humiliate the father. Absalom, his favorite, comes after the kingdom. David leaves and evacuates. He pursues and chases. David has to turn and fight or he's going to lose everything. And he even tells his commanders, don't kill my son. Son deserved to die because he had taken on the father, but David loved him. He ended up killing the son. And they win. They get to go back. And even as they go back, David, the victory for David is, is so sour. He recognizes the kingdom will be restored and God has honored his reign and taken care of the rebellion, but at the cost of his son. Doesn't he then kill the men that killed his son? Oh, yeah. He takes yeah. care of them all. He's put, because, I mean, but then the end, he 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 praises the Lord then. Yeah. In the midst of all that, he gives thanks to God. And so this, this psalm is a messianic psalm. Some call it messianic, meaning not only does it talk about David's pain, but it also helps us feel the pain of God for what he's going to lose for us. Yeah. But then the victory that's gained on the other day. So a lot of people say there's a whole messianic, side to this i i see that and i believe that and i believe that we can celebrate it like that but you 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 gotta celebrate this in the light of the fact that it's david being overthrown trusting god and he's fleeing worst day of his life but because of his ultimate trust in god and doing the right thing god fought the battle for him it doesn't turn out the way he wanted but the people are restored and he's back and the, and, and the ark comes, the, the temple, the ark, the, the presence of God comes back to Israel. And yes, the mark of a son being gone is there. But David is stay, still able to say, you know, his mercy endures. Mm-hmm. We all face these moments. I mean, and so you, you can take the messianic and go see where this is a, a precursor to, to seeing that Jesus will come and die and all this. But I, I, I think you can lay this on top of that and go, David experienced what God experienced in Christ Jesus and there's a parallel, so I buy that. But I don't think we're given this psalm as a prophet to that, although prophetically I think you can connect it to that. So there, there's one of the first things. Some, a lot of people fight about whether this psalm is a prophetic messianic psalm pre-telling the whole thing about you know the, the crucifixion and the son of David being restored on it. Even if the New Testament, the New Testament, the reason they say that is because in Hebrews, I'll, I'll show you this real quick. I just, just to give a reference point, I do, I do want to go on this. In Hebrews 10, verse 5, Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offerings you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. Um, in burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come, and the volume of the book is written in me to do your will, O God. Okay. And then previously saying, sacri- repeats it again, burnt offerings and offerings you did not desire. Then he said, Behold, I, so you see it, it's literally repeated. That text is the same text here in Psalm that we just read. Sacrifice and offerings you did not desire in my ears. You have an open burnt offerings. Paul, not Paul, but but Paul, some people think Paul wrote Hebrews, but I don't. Uh, the, the writer of Hebrews quotes this, and that's why people call it a Messianic Sam. They're saying like he's he's referring to Jesus. Behold, I've come and I've made sacrifice. So it, it made it Messianic because it was used here to be a, a, an example of what we've experienced in Christ Jesus. So to me, it's messianic, but it's an example of what the Messiah did for us 
mm-hmm. and also what God did for David then. David had his own messianic moment, kind of, where God fought for him and God allowed the sacrifice to create resurrection. Okay. So I, I don't think it's a messianic prophecy. I think it's an example of what God does for all of us over and over again in our own lives in David's and others. And I don't think it requires, I don't think it requires, we, we, I, I'm not lessening the cross. It doesn't require the crucifixion. It requires me dying to myself and giving God my life. It, it's a personal crucifixion moment. Right. And I'm trusting God. So, so I, I have a little bit of argument with some of the writers on this. So I think it's a little different. Th- this Psalm has really four pieces and that's what we're going to get into. It has a concept of the waiting on him that David, when, when, when David had to leave, he had to wait on the Lord. He didn't know what was going to happen, whether they ever come back, whether he was, he was going to live in exile on the other side of the Jordan over in the heathen territory and looking at the mountain and seeing the water come down and never be able to go back again. He kind of thought that. So he had to wait on the Lord. And then while he had to wait, there was a witnessing to him, the Lord. So you just have to be a witness and you just have to, 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 he, he shared his pain that what happened and how it hurt. And, but, but then I love God fought for him, the warring for him. God, God, God fought the battle, so to speak. And then I love it at the end is he's able to worship him in the end and celebrate him. So David's able to, and, and, and David lost his son in the process and was still able to come out the other side through the pain and say, we worshiped him. I, we had a, a, our, one of our closest family friends here, um, Jerry Barnett, uh, yesterday lost her brother, uh, Jim. He'd been fighting sick for a long time. And she said he was down to 78 pounds. Gosh. Wow. She loved her brother. She took such good care of family, took such good care of him. He's a man of God. And she lost him. And when I called her and, you know, she said, thank you for that. And I said, I said, you, but you know, he's home. And she said, I'm so thankful. I've been praying for him to go easy. And he went gently in the night and, and we were there when he went and it was peaceful in. And aren't you so glad that we can, we can wait on him. And, 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 and when we're witnessing some of the hardest things to watch him, she watched him just fight the cancer and fight the battle. And, and, and then, and to get to the moment where he was on hospice, I know I I read what you wrote to her when he went on hospice that he would get so much the care would be better. Mm-hmm. You, you were a real encouragement there because some people don't realize that when you go to hospice, the hospice people we have in Southern Illinois are very good. Beth, Beth and I have gotten to work with them on several yeah, occasions, and they're great. They're, the care they give, the they help people transition with dignity, and they help the family around it. And we are big fans of the hospice people in Southern Illinois. Uh, they do a good job. They there's mm-hmm. loving, caring. We've been through that several times, and I mean, he was able to be home yeah, and be around good. people that he cared about, and and to pass peacefully. And then we can then for Jerry to have known her brother her her whole life, mm-hmm. and to go, I'm I'm glad he's gone home. Gosh, worshiping him and to be able to celebrate. Yeah, loss is real, but the reunion will come soon. You know, yeah. and, 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 you know, that, that, that takes a lot. She said, she said, uh, uh, she said Jennifer was still devastated because he was real close to him. And right. I said, well, Jennifer's younger than, you know, Jennifer's younger. And, and, um, as we get older, uh, we, we, we realize this day's coming for us all. And then some of us actually start looking forward to it. There are times <laughs> when I kind of look forward to my, my last breath. Because I, I think that's just a new beginning. I don't want to miss people here, but but then why do I think I'm going to miss people? I get to you know, the, you get to get 
I mean, so I love that David gets to the other side of this and he's able to plug back into worship. And despite what have lost, what have gone through, the Lord God is magnificent. He loves. He gets. I hope we can all get to that part. So let's let's take a piece, take a little peek at some. There's some good things here to to get in and and on this uh, psalm today. You sure um, do see a difference in what in uh, people that have lost loved ones that have no faith. There's oh no my faith. gosh, I've seen I how people die. I got a chance to see people die. And when I was when I was in seminary, I had to do a CPE clinical pastoral education unit. Spent 400 hours all summer working at a hospital. I worked in neuroacute care and emergency room. I watched people die daily. Die. People in ICU die. Neuroacute care, brain traumas, brain strokes, electrocuted, you name it, they died. And I watched people come in trauma and die. And some lived and some died. And some lived that should have lived. And some died that shouldn't have died. And you watch how people die. And the one thing I saw differently was when people had Christian faith. I mean, Christian faith. I'm not talking about just some faith. They died differently and more peacefully. Even when it was too young of a person dying. Mm-hmm. You could see that there was a release, and I hate to call it sweet release, but there was a sweet release in the sense that people go, this is over, and it's just beginning. And and despite their pain, they get handed off. So I, I saw that over and over again. Yeah. I saw people die that were Buddhist and how they died panicked. And I mean, knowing it was really over, and, and, and that at best they'd come back to do the ride again. I don't want to come back and do the ride again. I want to. I don't want to come back as an ant or a buffalo or something different. I, I just want to be with God. I want. To, I don't want to do this again. I did this. Been there, done that. Got the shirt. You know. So you're right. Waiting on Him is the key. So let's look at David. Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me. Heard my heart. Heard my cry. Brought me out of the horrible pit. <laughs> he was in this pit. Out of the miry clay, the muck, the mud. Set my feet on a rock. And established my steps. He put a new song in my mouth. He just lost his son. He's going to get a new. The old song didn't work. He had to leave. He's going to get it. On the other side, he's going to get a new song. So just because you think your song has been sung, what if God just gave you a new song? That's why the importance of getting with God daily and having a relationship with God. Maybe this song ends and, gosh, can you imagine if just you just had the same song always going on, always? I mean, right now in our house, we've been playing some of the same songs a lot, <laughs> but we'll find a new one. So, it was, you know, but, you know, we like a song to change eventually. Yeah. You know, you know, but God's got other songs out there for you. You know, praise to our God. I remember when Beth liked that, you like that water song, you bug been about doing the water the flood song yes it's and a great song yeah i know he finally did it and now we don't do it anymore you know and then he did it once i know we want him to do show me your face and, and that and no he that. can't do that he can't do that i don't no, want no, him to do, do that. that you don't want him to run that song no and then and then then we used to like revelation song loved i haven't heard a revelation song one. i like hero i kind of like hear i kind of like to hear a revelation song again like you know the song i would like I'd hear they did Yahweh. We used to do Yahweh a lot. And I loved it, and they've done Yahweh. Yeah. They just got to figure out how to get that get the African drums in it. It's not uh, it's, to me. It's an African song, but but what I'd like to hear again, I just lost what I would like to hear again. Golly, I had a song one day. Oh oh, what uh, a friend of God, not not the disco version. I want to hear the old. I am a friend of God. I I just miss that song. I'd like to hear that song. You like that one? Yeah, hop on the bus. I knew that was next. That's the other one. <laughs> I, I love that my vineyard. I've got it. Hop on the bus. I love that. Shout it's got, out to the Lord. Was no, I like the hop on the bus. It's got that. It's got that. It's got that dig. It's got that. It's got that bluesy dig in it. And so I'd like to hear that one more time. So maybe <laughs> maybe I'll put Didn't that on. We used to have t-shirts. 
Yeah, we did. Or, yeah, no, we yeah. had friend of God t-shirts. Yeah, for, I think what we'll do is what we'll do is we'll have like, my fifteenth year. They didn't celebrate my tenth year because of COVID happened or something like that. Maybe I could demand like Troy's favorite month of songs, and I could give him a list and say, "Yeah, learn these. Yeah, learn these. This do is these. these are this is yeah. All right. So, so the first thing we got to do is, <laughs> is 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 we've really got to wait. Let me see if I can. I gotta get over to the right section of my slides. I'm, I'm just out of. I'm out of. I'm out of whack, guys. Here Hop on the bus goes with. You have to play it with a uh, uh, big house. Yeah, big big house. Yeah. It, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me. I love that and heard my cry. It's like, what I like about this, in, this image is, is that it's anthropomorphic, anthro, anthropomorphism, anthro, it's God. It, it's a, it's an image of God. It's a man, manly image, anthropomorphic, it's a pomorphic, it's movement action. So you, you, I waited patiently for the Lord. I, but Dave said, and, and he, God, leaned into me the leaning in of god is a, is a human action of she lean, he leaned into her you know yeah you know mm-hmm. you know we don't really see god leaning in but no, there's a I know. there's an experience here of god leaning into him in an hour of need it's mm-hmm. like when the baby cries and and, and when ezra or, or addison i gotta talk about addison addison when, when they have a moment and and and, and grandma leans in and picks them up and holds them and and they're sitting there ah, upset, and then you lean in and you grab them up and you pull them into your bosom and say, "Here, baby, it's okay. Grandma's got you." That's what he's saying here. Yeah, he waited patiently. Lord, he was he just like patiently. Here means I'm sitting here and shutting my mouth. I don't know what in the world's happened here. Yeah, and then the Lord reaches down and hugs you. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, I'll, I'll give an example, and this is gonna it may make you blush, Lucas, but that's okay. When I've had a really rough time, and I've had some rough time this last year or two, there is nothing better than when Beth just touches me by the face gently and just says, "Hey, honey," you know, just just a touch, just the, yeah. I mean, just right on the edge of the beard, and I don't even like having a beard. I have a beard because she likes it. I'm gonna shave it off eventually. Makes her happier, so I have it. I just. But when she just touches that face, it's like, it's like, huh. all that is forgotten for a moment. Yeah. You know, it comes back in a few minutes. It doesn't get rid of the fact that he's lost his son. But I love, he heard my cry. Mm-hmm. Just, as, just to be noticed and to, and to forget about the moment for a minute is nice. Isn't that nice? Oh, yeah. God does it. You can have a relationship with God that, that does that. I think that's good. There's a, I, I think there's a, he brought me out. He brought me up. He brought me out. We'll get all that later. But but saints of God out there, there is a stroke of confidence always hidden in your situations. You have a relationship with God. There's a God there that will pick you up in it and set your feet on the right place. And sometimes you just got to sit down and wait. I tell people a lot, and I had to do this a lot this last year. If you're going, the, feel like you're going the wrong direction or you've lost your way, I tell people constantly, go back to where you last heard God and sit down. Just sit for a while. And if you haven't heard God for a long time, you may have a longer journey back, and maybe you can't even figure out how to get back there, just sit down right where you are and, mm-hmm. and just, just get in the presence of God. And it may take days, weeks, months. You may need to go to IHOP someplace. You may need to clear a room, take a day off or a couple weeks off. Just get away and sit down in the presence of God or go back to where you last heard God. 
because you may have heard God and then went the wrong way, and you just need to go. It's like when you lose your parents, you know, go to the place where you agreed to meet, or go where you last found your parents, and they'll go, well, he was there, let's go back and look. Go to the place where you last felt God's presence and sit down. And 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 there's a stroke of confidence to know that God is is hidden in your situation, so that He'll reach down to you. That He's a, He's a parent that'll reach back. I, yeah, I think a big part of our walk. Our walk is like that of Jesus and the disciples and other great men is staying on mission while patiently waiting on God's timing. Sometimes we're just ahead of God. We, we lost step on God. We turned left to right on God and, and God's timing and, and, and God's windows and how he'll open things back up. And, and by David saying, I just sat down and waited. His son was tra- taking the kingdom over and it's in the sitting down. He went across, he got away, he sat down and then God began to fight the battle. The son listened to bad counsel eventually, brought the army out, got the army destroyed, basically. And the next thing you know, the son's killed, bad battle decision. He didn't want him killed, but he was killed. Bad battle decision again. And the next thing you know, God's fought this battle and David's going back into the kingdom. We're not even told David lifted a sword. Right. His warriors did, but they pursued him. One wise man told Absalom, don't pursue David's warriors. They're wiry, they're tough, and they're seasoned. They're vicious. They've left the kingdom. They went. This was the good one. They've left the kingdom. He sent. Remember one. He sent one guy back. He said, "Go back and be an advisor and put things in his ear." And the guy gave him good advice. He said, "Don't follow him. They're seasoned. They're wiry. Just let them go." And David would have just gone. David would have stayed on the other side, finished his life out. Absalom could have had the kingdom, but then the other advisor said, "No, you must." Pursue him to show that you're more man than David and go sleep with his wives and then then follow him down and pursue him and right. and then next thing I was like, yeah, I'm gonna kill him, you know. And he takes his troops down and and he, the guy who was trying to set him up actually set him up by getting him to follow the young bunk the young punks. And next thing you know, he's chasing his dad's warriors and his dad warrior says, "You've come down into the valley and where we know the field and we know the caves, we got you exactly where we want you." They knew that area. They had run from Saul. All his greatest warriors had run through and hidden those areas from Saul for years. They yep. knew every nook and cranny. Yep. Remember, David was a shepherd before he was a king. Yeah, that's right. Absalom only knew one thing, being the son of a king. Mm. He never knew what it meant to set out and hide in the caves and fight the bear and the lion. Right. And David and all his guys grew up eating out of Ziglag, eating amongst the Philistines. And so they marched down there and put themselves in basically a Vietnam-type trench war with right. guys that were were experts at killing giants and they got killed yeah. they, wow. they just got slaughtered it was just stupid yeah absalom had the kingdom had the bedroom had the concubines had everything he even left the ark for him wow isn't that something yeah and david just sat down and let god work it out how often do we not sit down? Evil always oversteps. You, if you just sit back and let it. You say that a lot. That's one of your best thing is that evil always overplays its it hand. It overplays its hand. We've seen that here. We've seen that in our ministry. Because evil is greedy. And it's and hard great. to sit down. You want to fight. I'm designed to pull a sword. I mean, I was built for, I got a sword in my office just for that purpose. So, you know, and, but there's sometimes that thing needs to stay in the sheath. Mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine, Shane, he called me one time. We were here and began to change the guard over here when we first came here. And there were a lot, I knew things, there were things that were going on here in my early days that I had nothing to do with. I just got here. I didn't start. I'd tell people, your battle is not me. I, I didn't, this was happening long for me. So I would disengage that. And as they, but as it went on over time, 
they began to engage friends of mine that I was developing and leaders here. And so I began to draw the sword to strike people because they were harming my leaders. And that's what right. a good leader does. You don't let them take on underlings. And and we're making some ground. And finally, we decided that the problem was, was, was a certain rebellious spirit. And so we took a stand on it. And I remember my friend Shane calling me and says, you're great with the sword, but if you do too much with the sword, you won't be able to build the temple. Wow. You won't be able to build the temple, he says. He says, there's a fine line between being a good king and a good leader and being too bloody to walk into the victory of that. Mm. And he says, I fear that you could cross that line soon. And I put the sword back down. I put the sword down and I called, I did, we had a summit. I remember having the summit meeting at the house before we moved there. And mm-hmm. we kind of came together and we decided just to all take a stand, spiritual stand. And, uh, and it turned the whole church around for about five, six, six, seven years. And then, you know, we had other issues and battles down the road, but that battle was won, not in the sword draw, but in the sitting down and letting the Lord come up with a plan and letting the Lord execute. Would you agree with that? Yeah. You know, and there's, and there are times for us to battle, Yeah. but sometimes David couldn't win this battle. He would have to kill his son. He wasn't going to do it. Right. He set boundaries. I'm not killing my he son. He did the same thing with Saul. He wasn't going to kill Saul. I'm not going to kill Saul. Matter of fact, people, one person, one of our new people in church was so confused at why he killed the messenger. So he killed the messenger because how dare the messenger take on the hand of God in killing the king. Right. You know, you don't touch God's anointed. Even if you don't like them, you don't touch them. You might pray against them, pray for their change, pray for God to do something. You don't touch them. They're God's anointed. If you're going to touch that one, then who made you king? Right. You know, and so it was just the, the guy that ran ahead to try to beat the other guy to tell 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 him about the killing of Saul. You know, the dude gets killed every time that happens in the Bible. They get killed. Yep. Because it's it's not good news that a king died, even if they were a bad king. It's not good news. What it, it means is God never got them turned around. Mm-hmm. So we need to be patient. He brings us out. I love this out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay. That's good stuff there. So so patience and trust will bear out. I've seen this over and over again in my walk. You guys have seen it in your lives. If we keep our eyes on him, he'll bring us, I love this. He'll bring us out of the water, up out of the pit, the water, the, the, the muck, the clay, and he'll put our feet on a rock. He puts my feet upon a rock and upon him and upon the solid ground. I love the track. And he sets, it's there that he, when he gets us out of the muck and the mire, then he can set our GPS. He basically fought this battle. Then he told David, okay, Set your GPS, you're going home. You, you got to let God deal with some of this stuff and you can see it. I, I've seen that like in my whole experience this year of, of just having God take me, have me take, pay, Lord told me this year, early last year, August, to be patient and be obedient to him for, for a season. He was going to kind of do something new. And then when I, when I got to the side and I saw something new, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be new. It was actually more funner for me. And, but the, but the catch about it is, he doesn't set your GPS coordinates for where he's got for you till you're able to set down. Yeah. And the setting down is the hardest part because while you set down your, you, you, your mind can either wander around all the, to all the, what's the word, all the derivatives of what could happen, which mm-hmm. I spent, Beth will tell you, I spent a lot of time calculating all the different things <laughs> and, or then eventually you get to the point where you're just sick of it and you just say, God, this is yours. And you, and, and there was a point when we began to turn on a certain amount of worship in our house that that for after about a month of that saturation, then you could kind of hear God again. The sitting down, you know. I think that's right in here. Um, look at the song. He puts a, look at this. 
he puts a new song in my mouth, praise to our God, and many will see it in fear and it will trust in the Lord. If you, if you give it to God, if you're patiently intent, keep your mind and, and you keep your heart and you keep your eye trusting God, the, the joy that comes from the sorrow of your situation in short becomes a witness. That's why when you call, when I called Jerry, Jerry said, yeah, it's painful and I really appreciate that, but my joy is as he's with the Lord. She was able to see through the pain of the moment and for the blessing of her, her brother who's now with God. Yeah. Some of us can just, and when we're younger, we just, oh, I've lost everything. And it's really more about me. And what she was so happy was is he's not in pain anymore. Mm-hmm. She can see the bigger picture, mm-hmm. you know. And and we're not far from seeing him back again. So, you know, we'll see you soon, you know. There's a confidence in that kind of a witness. I've seen Jerry do that with, with the loss of Bill, her husband. Yeah. She, she's, she lives that out. I saw her like that when we lost our grandbaby confidence in that she was able so I, I appreciate that. that that takes maturity in our faith to be able to understand that in the in the worst days are you willing to sit down and do you know that your god still leans in and says i'll hold you i mean our god knows what it's like to lose a son yeah mm-hmm. he's not obtuse to this puts a new song in the mouth come out of this pain with something all new david's refurbished refreshed praising our god and 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 i love this i will trust the lord he says i just love that blessed assurance it is it is and 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 i think the word that comes for me is 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 that uh waiting on god i think when you wait on god it it shows the glory and honor of god in your life Mm mm-hmm when you really, I, I was thinking of, I had a graphic to that, but I, I don't see it here. I'm yeah, I was going to say most, I say most things for me at least um, that I get confirmation from or, um, I don't know, real uh, vision and real, you know, clear communication with God is always in the secret place. Yes. Always in quiet time. Like, I mean, on Sundays it'll be every once in a while, sure. But man, it's all, it's, Ninety percent of the time in the secret place. Waiting on God shows yep. that you give God the glory, and and the honor in your life, and it's there that He like lets you open the present. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I uh, yesterday I was here by myself. I couldn't get hold of my wife because she'd gone to already gone to see the grandbaby, and I got the email about my student loan being forgiven. I know it's a PSFL program, and I know it's the government's program. And I sat there and I clicked on that sling and popped up and I just wept and thank God. Mm-hmm. It's not that, that that's, I started getting those loans when I went to seminary and what, I guess that would be 89. That's a long time. I mean, we've deferred them. We've added to them from a doctorate and we've paid on them and not paid during COVID. And now we're, we're here. And for $22,000 just to be disappeared from debt, when God told me to be patient this year, he's going to provide for me. This is not the way I expected it, but it's gone. And it's gone because of my years of service as a pastor in a non-for-profit. And even though that's a government program, the Lord still put me in that position. To, he just showed me that, wow, you know, you can provide. There's all kinds of ways you can do these things. Yeah. And and you just wait, and, and, and then God shows himself. You go, oh, man, I just didn't have anybody to thank, but God just said, God, thank you. Yeah. You know, I never cl- had a clue that being a pastor would let me be forgiven for a student love government, lo- a student loan. <laughs> you know, especially with this government today, they hate everything we're doing as Christians. Yeah. And they passed something that blessed, that let the Lord bless me through it. 
Yeah. Only the Lord can do that. Yeah. You know, somehow they hid that. He's in there. still in control. Yeah. Number two, witnessing to him. I love how David witnessed to him. Blessed is a man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect. So he's having this bad day, son getting killed. They're in exile. Many, O Lord, are the gods who are your wonderful works. He's he's witnessing to God in the midst of this. Uh, if I would declare and speak it in there, more than outnumbered. So his better days and his blessings are more outnumbered than he can count. My sacrifices, I know you don't desire. My burnt offerings, you don't want. Behold, I come in the scroll book. It's written, I delight to do your will. God, I just despite the fact that I've been run out of my home, my, my son's sleeping with my concubines, I, I I don't have a place to rest. I still have more blessings than I can count. I just want to delight in your will. My law, your law, verse eight, is within my heart. I proclaim the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. I don't restrain my lips. I'm going to tell people still, it looks like I'm having a bad life, but I'm actually had a great life. I have not hidden your righteousness from my heart. I'm trying to do the right thing here. I declare your salvation. I have not concealed. I love his 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 just his witness here. I mean, just to me, it's very, 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 very powerful how he witnesses it to him. And and blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust. Not in his best day, but really, David. This is David's worst day. Yeah. I mean, it's his worst day. Are we not privileged as children of God to to be able to have a father that leans into us on our worst day. Yeah. Sometimes we don't let him, we don't sit down. We don't let him lean in. I mean, I mean, it's tough. Sometimes. If you're not sitting down, if, if you're running, it's, you can't have somebody stroke your face or take a hold of you. If you're, if you're running, it's just hard to grab a hold of somebody running. You, you got to sit down. And a lot of us will have fight or flight. We just want to fight or flight. But, but David's thing was to go across and sit down and get back in the presence of God and God would show him the next way. Yeah. You know, I love that. We're so privileged to have that. Yeah. Um, I just, I just love it. I, I think we're so privileged. I think it's, it's, it, we should, should we not, I wrote this in the negative. Should we not be examples of his goodness and mercy? I love David. They're just, he just says there's, despite my hour, my mercies are so great they can't be counted. I don't, mm. I, I think a lot of us think God didn't even like us. He didn't even, he didn't done anything. And, and you're not really taking, it's not getting up and looking at creation, right. not reading the Bible, not realizing what God's already done. And isn't Jesus sacrifice on the cross enough that he saved your soul from fires in eternity? <laughs> so what if you live through a little bit of crap here for these few years? You know, you know, Jerry's confidence in her brother is that, that all his pain here is over because he's with the Lord. Yeah. That's for because of one salvation moment on the cross. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to get to that maturity where we trust the Lord for the bigger picture. Both, and David wasn't just looking at the eternal life picture. He was saying, God's got something for me now, and God can have something for us now. Yeah. yeah I think that's the case. Um, gosh, these are so good. They're, they're, they're just, they're, the texts are so, so good. Uh, let, let's get to the third part real quick here. Um, uh Let's see. Where's the third part? Uh, I, I I had this note. Your witness comes from the heart and trust you have in the Lord. Does your witness reflect a life? You know, David's ability to sit down had to do with him being able to trust. And I think one thing it comes from, it takes pleasure in those who obediently come from him. So David was able to obediently trust the Lord. And it's from this that the song got put in his heart. So here's another thing. If you don't sit down, this is key. You cannot be inclined to. 
to wait on the Lord a little bit and let the Lord minister to you, okay? Yeah. So the Lord's reaching and ministering like a, like a mother would for a child, like a father would comfort his son. You also can't get a new song put in if you don't sit down and get a chance to hear and learn the song. Mm-hmm. You've got to stop the former music and listen for something new. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, for me to get a new song on my phone here, I have to download it and, and find a place for it and then play it. To get the new, for God to give us a new order, we have to sit down and download it. Might have to clear some space. Yeah. yeah. Your best phone, you got to clear some space. <laughs> and then you got to download it. And then you can play it. And to be honest, you got to play it. Sometimes you don't know the song. You don't know, I don't know this tune. It's, it's, it's kind of catchy. But and about the third or fourth time, you know, you know, you got it. And then it's like, I during, during the hardest part of this time, uh, when I was transitioning out of trying to figure out all the solution, it was when I found the song, Show Me Your Face. Mm. What was the girl's name that does that? Uh, Stephanie Gretzinger. Gretzinger, so good. And, and I heard that coming out of it. I could, God was showing me the way. And then when I heard that song, when she there's a part when she kicks it up just a little bit and then just cries out to God. And then I realized that, God, I don't really care about the answer to this problem I'm in. I just want to see your face. Yeah. Yeah. When I when it that changed something, it all of a sudden came around and God says, Finally. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to see me. I've got some stuff for you, True. I've been waiting on you just get turned around. You just couldn't see what it was because you were on my backside and now you're looking at me face to face. You know, and I've got I got a surprise for you. <laughs> I've just been waiting. God like leans in and goes, Here's what I got. You know. For about a month, that's all I just I just sat there. And I could each day God give me more and more and more and more. <clears throat> and then I heard God one day say, Clear as a bell, go. Quit sitting here. <laughs> there was a time when David didn't sit, he went back into the city. And they sang Psalm 24 as the, you know, as he came back in, open the gates, we're back. This comes from a daily walk and a song he puts in your heart. You gotta sit down and get that song. I love that. I love that. Let's take a look at the the next part here, real quick. I love as we move into this. So so David is a witness in the middle of all this. And then you get the 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 third piece here. Let me get the third piece here. You get the warring. You know, when when you sit down, God begins to fight those things. I I think David sits down, he gets patient, God leans in and says, I got you, son, I'll take care of this. Gosh, the son had to die. Yep. He didn't want him to die, but he had to die. God knew he had to die. You know, he did. The son had to die in our lives. He had to die. We wouldn't have wanted Jesus to die, but he had to die. No. Yeah, things have to happen. The warring for him. So do not withhold the tender mercies. Your truth continues to preserve me. Your innumerable evils have surrounded me. My iniquities of his own sin has overtaken him. So that I'm not, he created this son that took him over because he didn't raise him up in the way he should have. And he got selfish and he got, you know, David didn't spend enough time with his sons. All right. They were raised by wicked women and wicked moms and, mm-hmm. and women that followed other things and, and by guys who talked him into power and took wrong counsel. David messed up in the raising of Absalom to cause him to let him to do this. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart fails me. Please, O Lord, forgive me from what I've done. See, he wasn't blaming Absalom for his overthrowing. He was blaming himself for what he had allowed to happen. Let me be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion who who seek to destroy my life. In other words, 
I'm at fault of this. Give me a chance to fix this. Let them be driven backwards, brought to dishonor. He wants them out. He wants it fixed. Let them be confounded because of their shame. Who said to me, I, he wanted the laughing to stop, but you know, he said, and, and I, I love, look at, look at this verse, verse, verse 10, let me dial in on it. Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O God. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me from innumerable evils, Rah, the, the moral calamity, the what's happening. And have served me, and my iniquities have overtaken me. My sin is finally caught. David's saying when he sits down, my sin's caught up with me. I deserve this, God. Yeah. Will you fight for me anyway? And God's gonna go to battle for him. How many times have we made mistakes in our own Christian life and our own Christian walk? And when we finally sit down and we take ownership of it, God says, Okay, now I can help you. I mean, when I sit down and I begin to hear that song, for the first time I, I caught that song and then it got me into the whole Jesus image stuff. So I didn't start watching the Jesus image stuff till right. The song got me into it. Then I wanted to go find out more. I listened to the song for about a week before I found out there was church. Wow. Then I started listening to the church. And 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 next thing, it was just the connection of that song that got me to cry out. And then the deeper the depth of the worship kind of helped me percolate as God was working on me. And then God says, Hey, I want to fight that. I want to show you. Then all of a sudden go. And then God starts just showing me, boom, 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 boom. I've I've got these people fighting your battle and, and they've actually they're ahead of you because you were so hard headed. I've actually been talking. I found out <laughs> I found some people have been God had been talking to for like a month about me. Oh. No, he, my own my own my own prayer warriors were calling me and telling me, Okay, God told me I could tell you now. What do you mean you could tell me now about me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God told me that you're bullheaded, stupid, and that, now I can nobody tell. told nobody. You but that. but it was like that. But that but but the, but the reality of it we was God. God is a yes. God. God has such a great plan for us. And David, listen, church. David knew knows that our challenges are greater than us. He knew that, but he also knew God was greater than our challenges. And I don't think yeah. we always, it's hard when you're in the breach to remember that. No, I think most of us take a, a few years to get to the point to where we can listen to God and trust him to, and to I, do what he I says. I trust him in a lot of things. I just don't like it when it gets in so close. Right. But the older you get, the more you find out you're better off if you just go ahead. Just lay down sooner. Just, yeah, just go ahead and Well, sit David's down. old enough that he lays down. I mean, do we know this? Do we, do we live like this? We need to. This is how you sing the new song in the midst of a bad day because you've sat down and you're ready to, you, you say, God, the whole song's not working. You got something new to download. Is this a learning point? Is this a point of transition right. in my life? And David, rather than seeing this, it's a victory lament. He, he celebrates victory for what happened, laments for what it took to make it happen. But then despite that says, we will give a testimony for a God that fought this through and gave victory despite what we deserve. Yes. That, that's, that's God. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a, a God moment. Do David knew this. He knew our challenges. Do we know this? Do we live like this? Can we sing the new song in the midst of a bad day? Now that leads to the last part of this. Look at this last part. We're going we to get out of this thing. David worshiped through this worst day, worst time of his life. And 40 verse 16 says, let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified, but I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O God. In the middle of this, may the Lord be magnified. Yeah. A lot of us don't even want to talk about the Lord. Oh, the Lord, you know, it, it's a bad memory. <laughs> David's no, no. I, 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 
I don't want to forget this and I'll testify about what I learned because I couldn't have got to this side. With You can't get to this mountaintop, which is the new opportunity from that mountaintop without going down through the valley. And it's in the valley where you get growth. And David grew in the valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will be with you. Thy rod and thy staff will comfort you. Yeah. David found comfort not just with God on top of the mountain, but greatest he found it in the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool. Da- David starts, I think the key here is David starts with a willing heart, intentively patient. I am intent. My whole last year was God telling me to be patient, which is. <laughs> <laughs> Your greatest fear. My greatest fear. <laughs> and it helped the more the finally when I could get patient, it helped me. He's st- I'm not completely there. I'm working on it. He still <laughs> understands, but I'm amazed by what my patience accomplished. So now I'm more inclined to want to sit down more and be patient and, be, and let God fight this. It will help me down the road live longer and, and have less stress. He, God understands. David understood God loves him. I understood God loves me. I, I've seen that through this all. And there's nothing wrong with you telling him how much you love him mm-hmm. and let him lean in a little more often. You don't have to wait to the crisis moment. Let him lean in daily. And, and hug you and stroke your face and say, hey, Troy, I'm with you today. Yeah. Incline your heart to him and he will give him your heart and he will incline himself to you. There's nothing but tell, wrong with telling God how much you need him and that things are tough. Mm-hmm. God can take how much you need him and things are tough. And I think what God wants is us to be patient, to, to, for, for, to keep it patiently real. Um, he wants us to, to to just be real with him, patiently, yeah. and to be honest, and and tell him our our struggles along the way. And I think what we try to do is hide a lot of that, and we try to underestimate it, or we try to float a lot of it out, and, and try to work work around a lot of it. The psalm that David literally talks about here, let me see if I get, is literally about receiving a new song, you know. You know, and and I think as we as we think out here, and we think to our our people listening, our friends that on the dock, if you're listening, how many times have you been devastated, lamented a loss, loved one, relationship, um, child, parent? How many times you've been betrayed? I, I've got times when I tell you I thought best friends betrayed me, friends, people close. How often have you been in a crisis? You know, and all only to to know in the midst of your devastation, whatever crisis we talked about, as a follower of God, to know deep in your soul, your only hope and your only consolation and your only mercy and your only power and love comes from him. Mm-hmm. It's right from that position. I wrote this years ago, uh, a year ago. It's from that position of desperation that you throw yourself, what David did, on the mercy you, you sit down patiently. When you sit down patiently, you're not waiting for death. You're, you're, you're trying to sit down because you've lost God and you need to hear God. And what you're saying is, I trust God to lean in and grab me. And if God's not going to grab me, then I'm not going anywhere until he finds me. You know? And then he puts a new song on your heart and he goes, I got you. And starts to sing to you. I think for us, we need we need some new song Sundays. You know, we need some fresh days, first days of the week. Uh, and I think we can get that. And I think that's the importance of that daily time with God. That sitting mm-hmm. down and in the conflicted, in the dangerous moments of your life, in the in the in the in the in the life changing crisis hours, to, to pause and 
are you able in the midst of that to see the creation, to see a God that still loves you despite your situation? Mm-hmm. And are you able to be a witness to say, Hey, this is a bad hour, but God has done so much. And I'm going to sit down until he tells me what to do. And then all of a sudden you realize what to do because he shows you. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, gosh, life's not over. There's a whole new song to sing as I head out on this next leg of the journey. Oh. Yeah. That's good. And I, I think that's what we got to do. And, and you don't get the new song unless you, unless you sit down in a relationship with God where he's inclined to lean forward and the inclination of God to lean forward. I, let me go back to that first verse. If I can get that first verse back one time, um, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. So you've got to have that moment where you, where you wait patiently on him. Mm-hmm. Are you spending time with God daily? Are you spending time regularly? Not just daily. I think we need to have daily. We talk daily quite time a lot on our show here, but you also need, I think times when you get away, vacation times, away times, you know, Beth and I, one of our goals now, because one of the things that really meant a lot to us this year and it was, was meeting that song through Jesus image. So one of our goals is one of my next goals is to go down and go to church there for a couple of days. Yeah. I just want to go to church. I would like to tell somebody on that staff, I like to tell somebody on that worship platform that that when I was sitting down and I was distressed, God used you to reach in and grab a hold of me. I like to tell somebody that. So that would that would mean a lot to me. So that they know that when they're when they're worshiping for four hours, it's not a waste of time. There's somebody out there that needs to be loved on for four hours. Yeah. Yeah. So so you so so somebody out there going, Wow, that service was four hours. Uh, they don't need to be loved on or want to be loved on or have a reason to be loved on. And that's part of our problem right now is we just don't have that real relationship. So I hope if you're out there, uh, you'll hear this today. What a good song. Get a new song. Mm-hmm. To get that new song, you got to sit down. Any other thoughts, guys? No, I think you did a good yeah, job. I think, I think you did. guys did a good job. Aren't we privileged to be children of God? Yes. To have absolutely. a God that loves us enough to reach into our messy, play-filled crib <laughs> and, and despite the poop in our pants and despite the mess we make in life and despite raising it, maybe we raised our children wrong and what we're reaping is what we sowed. Yeah. He loves us enough to kind of give us a new song and maybe just get back up and go, Hey kids, we did, I did it wrong. Let's try it this way and, and do it differently and, 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 and use it as a witness and say, our God, despite us, will give us a new day and a new opportunity. David got to go in. I think David was a different king on the other side of this. He led differently. Yeah. He led differently. We can lead differently. The, the wounds that take us out and the time with God in between can actually make us stronger on the other side. If you look at trees that go through storms and floods, those years lead to growth strength that make the tree a greater tree down the road. Mm-hmm. When you go down to Florida and you see these trees in these hurricane zones that are the size wider than this one, even these big live oaks and you go, man, that's still standing. And it's been through, and you just start naming the hurricanes. And the reason it's still standing is because it got through hurricane one, two, three, four, five, 10, 15, 23. And inside that tree is the strength coming from the moisture and the result of those various hurricanes. Sometimes God's time of your struggle is preparing you to be a tree for somebody else in a lesser time of struggle. And sometimes it's just preparing you for something else. And sometimes it's just the next chapter of your life. The key is that to let God have his way with your life. Yeah. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Amen. 
Hey, we'll be back and go deeper. Hope this has been a blessing to you. It's been great for us today to be in here with you. Uh, thank you, Mother Beth and Lucas. And uh, I'm yeah. going to see if I can find it. It's been great. We'll be back for part seven, Psalm 42, Thirsty for God. We're going to get we're going to get all filled up. We're going to have a lot of lot of lot of lot to drink in that Psalm seven. So don't miss that on the doc.org. Check us out. All of these. Go back and listen to all of these podcasts. Share them with other people. Info at on the doc.org is our email for more questions. You can find these on if, if you just want to find out what Mother Beth's hair looks like, get off, get off Spotify and iTunes, go to YouTube. Go to Facebook, go to SermonNet, Rumble, look at it that way. Or just don't don't look at us. Go to Google Play and, and go to Spotify and iTunes. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, Getter. We'd love to hear about your stories. We, tell us a story about where you sat down and where God really did work. You could all of a sudden get a new song. We'd like to hear what that new song is. Give us some testimony about that. Hit subscribe, like, notify. Tell us about this and share this with other people. We'd love to have more people on our account. And go to my Patreon and become one of our partners or sponsors. We'd love to have you as a part of our program on the dock. We can use you. And always go to church if you can. If you not have a church in your area, you can join us online at coftv.com and we'd love to have you at Community Faith Church that way. But if you're in our region, close enough to drive 10 o'clock on Sundays, we're in Marion, Illinois and Wednesdays at 6.30. We'd love to have you connect with you. If not, regardless, find a church home that's preaching the gospel, get in it, make a difference and uh, make sure you spend some time with God each day, sit down and let him incline himself to you. So it's been a great show today and we look forward for you going back and watching some. Go back and watch some volume one in season one and uh, we'll be back with you part seven real soon here. You're going to love the next volume of this. Thanks so much again, Mother Beth and Gosh, Lucas. I feel like I might need to have pink hair next time or something. Yeah, you're going to have to change your... I want to disappoint yeah, you. Yeah, come see in part seven <laughs> what color Mother Beth's hair is. The studio looks so good. The lights are so good in it here. The camera look looks good. good. Lucas, yeah, thank you for that. Hey, you've got you got Otis up there on the right, up in the right. Yeah. Otis yeah. Training, sitting Kinda. on the dock of the bay. He's up there. Yeah, it's a little blown the out. The room's yeah. looking good. A little blown out, but hey, no, it's a gold medal. There you go. Gold does that. It's great. Hey, Lord bless you. We, th- we hope you've enjoyed this. We'll see you back soon. I'm Pastor Troy, Mother Beth, and Lucas, and we're here on the dock. We'll see you back soon. Bye.